In San Diego, we introduced the Next Experience, which made using the platform even easier than ever. Today's guest takes us through some of the Tokyo features and beyond, including a few tips that you may not know about. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, creators, developers, and of course, all the curious individuals that I say with the utmost love and respect every time we hear this show. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast, where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. And in this episode, I've got the pleasure of talking to Director of Product Management at ServiceNow, Amanda Joslin. How are you today, Amanda? I'm great. How are you, Chuck? I'm so happy to be here talking to you. And I'm happy that you're happy that I'm happy. I, I don't know where that was going, <laughs> but we're going to keep going with it because that's what we got. Before we begin, I, I don't believe you've been on Breakpoint before. Nope. This is my first podcast with you. Okay. Well, then your first assignment is to tell us who you are and what you do and why we should listen. Great. Yeah. So I'm Amanda Joslin. As you said, Chuck, I'm the director of product management here at ServiceNow, and I'm in our platform business unit, really focused on our um, fulfiller experience as well as our builder experience, UI builder um, and the like. I've been at ServiceNow for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in this capacity for most of that time. And before that, I was at a few other large tech companies here in San Diego. I was just going to ask, where are you located? But you just answered that. You're in San Diego. Sunny San Diego, yes. How long have you been there? I've been in San Diego since 2006. We moved from Chicago to here. So um, quite a few years here. Um, It was coming home. I was born and raised in Southern California. Went to experience four seasons and got tired of the snow and came back. Seems to be a common theme about getting tired of snow. That's why I'm in Phoenix. Yes. And what did you do before you worked at ServiceNow? Um, I've been, ironically, a product manager my entire career, except for one year where I sold copiers and software with copiers. Um, after that, I was a product manager. So I've been a product manager my entire career, which is pretty rare. Um, I've had the great opportunity to be in large tech, some startups, all within the tech space, though. Um, and really a mix of inbound and outbound PM roles. Um, so just a really broad product management um, career. You have something in common with Bill McDermott other than working at ServiceNow. I know. Bill worked at Xerox and I worked at Canon. Competitors. He sold a lot of copiers. Yes, he did. Yes. Very similar start background. It's amazing how careers diverge, isn't it? (laughs) And and then reconverge. I would love to have been the CEO, but I'm not. I'm the director of product here. I I clearly see that I have limitations that will never make me a CEO of anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just fine with that. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about careers. We're here to talk about you. When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, well, I am the daughter of an airline pilot. My dad retired um, from United Airlines, he was the senior most pilot in 2014. Wow. So as a Navy pilot's daughter, uh, I could fly before I could drive. And I thought I was going to be a pilot. I love to travel. It's still my passion, but I did not enjoy the path to pilot. So here I am as a product manager. You, you still have a pilot's license? I don't, but my husband does. Ah, so you have the opportunity to fly places okay. without 
going through TSA and checking your baggage. Yes, oh. once in a while. Okay, that's a luxury I could do with. <laughs> yes. And when you're not at work, what do you enjoy doing? Um, I am a mom to two girls, so we do a lot of uh, children's activities on the weekends. I also have three rescue dachshunds, little wiener dogs, so I'm either busy um, out and about with the girls or playing with the dogs. Okay, let's get into our main topic then. Let's start out with an introduction for those that may be new to the platform or may have been not paying attention for the last several releases. What is the next experience? Yeah, so as you know, we've been on a multi-year journey to replatform our user experience. Um, we love to modernize our platform, but we haven't done it in some time. So we are on this journey to replatform our UX of our platform. And part of that is really changing the way of working from for our fulfiller experience. So from your core UI or list informs over to what we call configurable workspaces. Part of our San Diego release uh, was really the bringing together of those new ways of working workspaces with our core UI as a top menu item, as well as um, really giving an uplift to our look and feel of the platform as well. So we call all of those features the next experience. So Amanda, I have to ask what comes after the next experience? Yeah, well, we haven't gotten there yet. We're still very far, very early in our replatforming days. So we have a ways to go. Um, and so we are still really focused on making the next experience the, the experience for all of our customers and really introducing new ways and new features to make this the platform that everyone loves. That sounds like a, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we think of it. <laughs> Now, we also have something called the Unified Navigator, right? That's part of the next experience. I, I love that part. Can you describe what that is? I know we're not doing any demos or PowerPoints here, but uh, it, it's a pretty, pretty neat feature. It is. Unified Navigation released in San Diego. And previously, when I talk about the ways of working in Workspace, Agent Workspace used to open an entirely new tab. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty hard to find. So um, part of our San Diego release, we released a unified navigation to bring everything under one single tab. So, you know, the only things that will open in a new tab now are our builder experiences or things that you would expect to not be in that same um, experience. So really brings together all of our um, platforms into a single browser tab. And I like this. I, I have to admit, I'm one of those people that gets stuck in the ways of the way things used to work. I have a tough time going from interface to interface and from experience to experience. I was used to the, you know, the star menu had my favorites and the little clock had my history. It's all still there, it is. but it's better. It's better, people. It, it, if you're not using the next experience yet, I highly invite you to go to a PDI, turn it on and explore. Yes. You know, the first thing you're going to get is, wow, this looks nice and cleaned up. But then when you start using it, and you type a filter into the all menu, for example, let's say, show me analytics, and it shows you all the things you know, you'd expect from the navigator filter to show you words that have analytics or menu options. And then you go over to the favorites, you could type a different filter, you come back to all, it's still got analytics in there. It remembers the filters you put in, they're persistent until, of course, you clear them out or refresh the screen, whatever. Uh, it, and making favorites is just 
way more easier now. You just click the star at the top and there's so many more pages you can star. It's like, this is way easier. It is. We made a lot of it way easier. We also um, have a pill now at the top that follows you around wherever you are in the platform, making that favorite experience that we know so many people love much easier to do. Um, We also brought workspaces as a top menu item. Mm -hmm. So if you are starting your migration to workspaces, we highly encourage you to put the workspaces there, but maybe play around with turning off the all menu for those tier one um, workers who may Uh we think are fully able to be in the next experience and on the workspace way of working. Um, Maybe they, we can remove the clutch, the crutch for them to go back to the platform. Wait, you can turn off the all menu for some people. Is that to say that there, this is configurable? I thought it was like, you're either on or you're off in the old UI 16 mode. Is there, there's more to it? That's right. Yes, you can, you can right now show whatever, uh, any configuration or um, grouping of those menus that you want at the top. However, in a future release, we're also going to give, give the admins the ability to configure whatever you want in that top menu. So um, that will be even more configurable than it is today. Oh, I can't wait to see that. I, 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 we, we might have skipped ahead to the uh, future release stuff, but we'll, we'll, we'll get back there. Right. We'll give a hint. Now, Amanda, what are some of the new hot features of Tokyo? We can talk about that because it's out. Tokyo is out now, GA. And yes, in Tokyo, we really focused on the usability. So we have um, a lot of features in our UI builder, which make it easier to use, including our new um, template for the record page. So we're really excited about that. Um, there's going to be notes and um, some guidelines up on our center of excellence as well to share that out. We also have expanded dark mode across the entire platform. That's a great accessibility feature, mostly for those of us that maybe are over 40 and our eyes are not used to staring at the screen all day. Um, dark mode really helps with that accessibility feature. And of course, that tipping point of that way of working, we want customers to continue to adopt and try out configurable workspaces. And now there's a configurable workspace for each of our major licensable products. So they're available out out of the box by default. So we really encourage you to turn those on and start looking at how you can move your um, pavillers over to those. Very nice. I remember seeing dark mode originally for the workspaces in San Diego, but the the, the, the platform UI was still uh, you know, defaulting to whatever color scheme it had before. So now that it's persistent throughout, that's, that's even more special. I know there were some things that were blockers in San Diego. Have those been addressed in Tokyo? They have, Chuck. Yes, we had some, some features that we have not yet replatformed. Um, and some that we were maybe migrating away from. So as you know, our connect, our ability for agents to chat with each other mm-hmm. um, was called connect and that was deprecated. And so as of Tokyo, that was no longer available on the platform. Um, but as of Tokyo, we introduced the replacement product, which is called Sidebar. And it's our new way for agents to communicate and to collaborate on a single record. So that is a blocker that if you were using Connect, you now have a product you can migrate over to called Sidebar. And that is available with the next experience. We also have um, automate, automated test framework or ATF. 
um, as well as guided tours. And ATF still works on the um, platform. You can still run all of your same tests as you do today, that all those um, will still work. However, the ability to run tests in the next experience, um, that's going to come in a future release, um, as well as guided tours. So guided tours will work um, in a future release on the um, core UI and then on next experience um, coming up. Oh, I know a lot of people are really looking forward to getting those back. Guided tours, big, big help in enablement and organizational change management. Yes. The good news there, though, is um, when you do turn on Next Experience, we have a nice little walkthrough that gives the um, the fulfillers or anyone that really logs in a walkthrough of the key features of the Next Experience. Um, and since it's a new navigational paradigm, there's not that much of a learning curve to it. You've known that check yourself. You've seen it. It's fairly easy and straightforward. Mm -hmm. But we do have that walkthrough right when you turn it on that you can keep persistent. And that's kind of your in-product guided tour. Are there more themes planned? Are we are we going to get Blimey back? This is a big question that comes up. Who knew everyone loved Blimey so much? We love the enthusiasm around Blimey, but we are not going to provide any further out-of-the-box themes. However, in a future release, we are going to provide a theme manager, which will make it very easy and simple to create your own themes. And if you want it to look like Blimey, please do. Um, but it'll be very easy for you to be able to create your themes. And that will come in a release that's not too far away, if you know what I mean. I smell danger in that. People are going to have like yellow text on hot pink background. It's just going to burn people's retinas out. <laughs> Go for it. If that's how you want to, if that's how you want to manage it, who are we to decide? If that's your corporate brand, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Safe harbor. Safe harbor. Amanda, it's time for my favorite question for all product managers. And you are included in that list of favorite product managers. <laughs> Thank you. Can you give us a hint of what's on the roadmap? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for your listeners, of course, we want to tell you everything that's coming up in their future releases, but some of it has to still stay a little bit quiet. Um, but we are really focused on UI builder usability, as well as releasing more templates to really make it easier to build out your pages um, and not have to know as much code as you did previously. So usability for our builder experiences and more templates is what you'll be seeing coming up. Oh, good. I'm glad, you know, usability is definitely on the radar. UI Builder is a very powerful thing, but it's it's still fairly complex. It's not meant for the unwashed masses. And I haven't found a, a personal use case to make me want to go in and, and try it out and, and see if I can put a button here. In fact, my son-in-law just asked me a couple of days ago, how do you put a refresh button on the related list in UI Builder? I'm like, I have no idea. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> and And if there's a way we can... You know, keep making it easier for those no-code, low-code people to create these amazing interfaces, amazing experiences, then I'm all for it. I'm, I'm okay avoiding that. But if I wanted to jump in right now, if I wanted to start learning UI Builder, where would I go for enablement information? I love that you asked this, Chuck. This is a great question we get asked a lot. Where do we go for best practices or more information? My team has built out a full... Um, center of Excellence out on our community site. And so you can go there for all of the information around UI Builder, how to get started, next experience, how to turn it on, and also the migration for 
workspaces from Core UI. So all of that information is on one Center of Excellence site. And um, I'm sure we'll be able to provide the link with this podcast as well. Regarding next experience in UI Builder, what words of advice do you have for somebody that's new to ServiceNow, new to development, possibly even new to just listening to this podcast? Well, we are so excited that you're going to start building out on ServiceNow platform. That's our first and foremost. Thank you. But also, um, my advice would be to learn the platform and learn the builder. It's a very robust builder. Um, It can do a lot of things. That's where you'll go to configure your experiences for your users, add that button that you want to add or remove or change them. But it's a new way of developing as well. So I encourage you to start with the trainings. There's so much enablement out there. Um, Chuck, you yourself have had Brad Tilton on a product manager on my team on this exact podcast. And he also has done a lot of enablement and labs. And we have all of that material up on the um, Center of Excellence site so you can take advantage of it. We also run a monthly academy. So anyone new, you can come to that academy. Um, It's right, the link there is right on our Center of Excellence as well. And you can ask any of us or talk with any of us or hear the information that we have for you and also ask any questions there as well. So we welcome you and we hope to see you in the academy. And I will have a link for the Center of Excellence in the show notes for this episode. If you want to know how to get there, just look in the description, look in the show notes. I'll plaster it all over the place. You can't miss it. Speaking of links, can you let the listener know how to get in touch with you? Oh, yes. Sure thing. So I'm on LinkedIn. You can go to linkedin.com forward slash Amanda Joslin, and I'm there. Um, And that's probably the best, easiest way to get a hold of me. Of course, if you ask a question on the community as well, I'm there. So um, I I will be answering as well. Um, And if there's anything that you um, have additional, you can feel free to reach out to me. Well, thank you very much, Amanda, for joining us. And thank you, wonderful listener, for listening today. Don't forget to check out the other ServiceNow podcasts. You can find them at servicenow.com slash community under the events menu. That has changed. So pay attention, servicenow.com slash community under the events menu. Or if you like, the old link still works, servicenow.com slash podcast. You can subscribe to this one or any of them that are already there on your favorite podcasting directories, wherever you find podcasts. Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow. Executive producer, that'd be me, Chuck Tomasi. Videos and captions are produced by Earl Duque. And to find out more about the ServiceNow developer program, get yourself a PDI, learn more about the next experience, you head over to developer.servicenow.com. That's where you'll find all that good stuff. Again, thank you so much, Amanda, for all the hard work from you and your team and for sharing with us today. Thanks, Chuck. It's been great to be here. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. So, Amanda, what kind of cigars do you smoke? Well, only the finest Cuban for me. So we'll sound like professionals in the as much as possible. Now I got to remember what I was going to say. This will obviously be edited out. There's the dog. It's a feature and people love it, so you can't take it away. What happened? I wonder if this might work. Holy crap, it worked. It works. Thank you, somebody. 
you can check out the other ServiceNow podcasts. You can find them on the community at servicenow.com slash community under the, oh crap, I don't know where it is anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. This is outstanding. That was, I was like, you didn't need me for that. Tough crowd, tough crowd. And that's how we put that together. <laughs>